Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Sibling Chivalry. Um, Today I was supposed to interview Megan, who lives in South Africa, but we had some scheduling conflicts, and so I am solo today. So hopefully you guys don't mind just hearing me talk about a couple things. Um, Thank you so much for everybody who uh, is listening Um, it really means a lot every time I see the numbers go up for who has listened to the podcast. So thank you for tuning in every week and listening. Um, I really appreciate it. Uh, on our groups on Facebook, I had put out a question asking people what they wanted me to talk about this week since it was just going to be me, whether there were questions that they wanted answered or if there was a specific topic that they wanted me to talk about. So I had a couple of ideas thrown out to me. Um, And so I had one person in particular throw out probably, you know, four or five ideas. And they all, since they all came from the same person, I'm going to kind of um, tackle each one of those questions today. Um, And these questions are coming from the admin for our Loss of a Special Needs Sibling group on Facebook, Catherine Fisher. Um, So I am going to answer her questions. Um, The first one that she asked was, what are some coping skills that um, you use when you get upset? So I used to get... A lot of things used to upset me right after my brother passed away. Just the smallest thing uh, would send me into this crying fit, whether I was at home or out in public or at work. Um, It really didn't take much to trigger that emotion. Um, At first, really all I could use was letting the tears out. Um, holding them in only seemed to make it worse. Um, I remember in particular, I had been back for maybe a couple of days after the funeral and I was in the office. I believe I was closing. And so all of us managers, if we're closing, we have to send a closing email that kind of recaps the day for those who open the next day. And I'm sitting in the office and I'm starting to type up my closing email. And all of a sudden, this song comes on over the overhead. And um, I don't know if everybody knows it, but it's a song called Centerfield by John Fogarty. And um, just the first lines of it talk about this brown eyed, handsome man. And it's about, you know, put me in coach. I'm ready to play. Um, it's about baseball. And when Aaron was younger and we lived in Oklahoma, we used to participate in, um, something every weekend that was called anyone can softball. And it was a league for special needs kids. Um, no matter their level of disability, um, we got together every we got together every Sunday and played softball. And so Centerfield by John Fogarty became this anthem almost every Sunday 
um, after church, as we were driving out to the softball fields, we would play this song. And so you can imagine I'm sitting there at work. Um, we've had the funeral for my brother just a few days prior and this song comes on over the overhead and I lost it. I just started crying sitting there in the office and it was the first time that something had really struck me in the face since he passed. Um, it was the first real thing that kind of hit. And like I said, I think if I had tried to keep the tears in, I think it would have made it worse. So my real way to cope within those first few days was just to cry. Um, just letting out the tears. Um, and you know, it got better. Um, and then a coping, the coping skills developed into, um, you know, really just trying to think about the good stuff. If I saw something that reminded me of the bad times, the sick times with my brother, um, I would try to balance that out with thinking of a good memory. Um, say I came across a picture in my Facebook memories or something that really upset me. Um, if it was a post from when Aaron was really struggling in the hospital, um, I would try to think of a happy moment. Like whenever Aaron would take a bath, um, in his earlier days, he loved baths. He loved to swim. He loved bath time. Um, you know, as he got sicker, all of a sudden he, he hated those things. But, um, when he was younger, he loved those things. And I remember giving him a bath and I would play Disney music while I would give him a bath. And this kid would <laughs> belly flop in the bathtub and just get so silly. Um, you know, and I would think of times like that to kind of balance out, um, the sadness that you would come up, you know, thinking of, of good memories. Um, and I honestly think that's the best way to kind of cope with whenever that sadness hits you from the loss of a sibling is think about the good times. Yes, the bad times are a part of the experience of living with a sibling with special needs, but, um, thinking on the good times, thinking on things that they enjoyed doing, things that you did together, um, that really became my main coping skill and really is to this day my main coping skill. Whenever that sadness kind of creeps up again, I just, I think of the good memories and there are 30 years of good memories that I can pull from. Um, so there's definitely plenty of good memories to pull from. I have several that I go to in particular, um, that just really, they really do it for me. Um, I mentioned kid used to love to eat. Eating was his favorite thing. And of course, towards the end, he couldn't really because he was on tube feedings. But if we would have spaghetti for dinner, just letting him get into it, we literally would just put his plate in front of him and just let him go to town. He would have spaghetti on his face, on his shirt, on his hands, his hair. I mean, spaghetti night was basically, um, Aaron had a bath after that. Um, and that's another good memory is just watching him just get into food. He loved it. Um, but yeah, that, that is 
my coping skill these days is just thinking of the good memories and reflecting on those and just thinking of his smile, just having his face pop into my mind with that big old smile across his face or his gorgeous chocolate brown eyes. Um, just thinking about those, just, it makes all the bad thoughts and all the bad feelings just melt away. Um, he was so sweet and he had a smile that could melt anybody. Um, and you know, his smiles became so scarce in those last few months. Um, it got to a point where it was really hard to get him to smile, but gosh, his smile was, was absolutely one of the best things, um, that there is in this world. It was, it's just, he, he lost a lot of teeth. And so just cause his teeth didn't come in right. And so there was a lot of issues with those, but so we had to have some pulled and he had this just crooked toothless grin. Um, you know, he still had some teeth in there, but it, it was the best smile and it could, it could make anybody's day. Um, another question that she asked, what was, was, um, what helped you get through the loss of your sibling the most? I would have to say, what helped me get through it the most was support from friends and family. Um, you know, it was, it was a loss that completely rocked our world and not in a good way. Um, you go from having this person in your life who counts on you for everything and then all of a sudden that is gone and you don't know what to do you you have all this free time on your hands and all of a sudden and there's the guilt of you know not having to change a diaper not having to do a feeding not having to lug a wheelchair around and granted the last six years or so I wasn't physically there in the house with him 24 seven, but there was no longer a, if I wanted to go do something with my mom, it wasn't a, well, will Aaron be able to do that? Will we be able to get his wheelchair in there? Is it accessible for him? Not having to think about those things anymore was rough but the nice thing was that I had a good support system, you know, friends who knew about Aaron and who I had been friends with throughout his life, just having them reach out to me and make sure I was okay. Um, people at work also reaching out, making sure I was okay. And then of course I had Tanner who was great through all of it. Um, I will say he has helped me get through it the most. Um, there are so many moments in Aaron's last moments where Tanner was just above and beyond. One that sticks out to me in particular was on Aaron's last day. And he was pretty lethargic. He was on a lot of pain meds and... They had, you know, taken him off of the water drip to keep him dehydrated because he had just been 
retaining water. And we were in there with them, all of us. And Aaron was kind of looking at Tanner and I just look over and Tanner has this Kleenex and he's just wiping my brother's face and was just so gentle and it was just this sweet moment and he has been so awesome. He was so good with my brother. He could make him smile and you know, I know that's always a concern with, with those of us who have special needs, you know, if you're single and you're wanting to date somebody, there's always that thought in the back of your head, well, um, will they accept my sibling? Um, you know, because life with a sibling with special needs, it's definitely not normal. It's not ordinary. It's, it's different. And sometimes it can make people uncomfortable. And, you know, that was, always a concern in the back of my head was whoever I end up spending my life with has to accept my brother. They don't accept my brother, then that's it. And Tanner was so good with him, you know, doing, you know, making silly sounds to make him smile and getting down on his level. And he was just so good with him. And, and, and obviously my, my parents and I were kind of each other's support systems. Um, you know, texting each other, checking up on each other. Um, you know, so those are definitely, I think the things that helped me through the loss the most was my family and my friends and and Tanner. Those were, um, the best things to help get me through. Um, another question that Catherine asked was, what do you do to remember or honor my brother. And I would say, um, on his birthday, he was born in December. He was born, um, on December 10th. And so, um, on his birthday every year, we do something to remember him. Um, this will be our second birthday without him. Um, on his first birthday without him, we got together we ate his favorite foods. So we had pizza. He loved pizza. Um, and there was, I believe, um, I believe there was chocolate pudding. Um, kid loved pudding. Um, but we ate his favorite foods and, um, we watched a movie and we just kind of, you know, looked at pictures and shared memories. Um, I think we all wrote something. Um, this is, you know, it's been, you know, a little over half a year, but I'm pretty sure we wrote something and we all read what we wrote, whether it was memories or just how we were feeling at that point in time. And so, um, but I would even watch some of his favorite things, even when it wasn't his birthday. Um, I would watch, um, one of the things I watched was Pooh's Grand Adventure. Now, my brother absolutely loved, um, Winnie the Pooh. Um, it was easily one of his favorites. And, um... 
something that has kind of stuck with us. Um, there are so many quotes in that movie, and I know that I've mentioned this before, but um, one of the things that, you know, he, well, I would say, um, it's how it's sorry. I'm, I didn't expect to get emotional at this point, but there's something about Winnie the Pooh. I don't, I don't know what it is. There's, there's something about it that it sticks with you. I mean, Winnie the Pooh has been around for, for a very long time. And like I said, it was something that Aaron kind of gravitated towards, um, like the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, where you have the one where he goes after the honey in the honey tree, um, where he's coming over and he's asking rabbit for a snack roll of honey. Um, and he was a, a bear of very little brain. Um, that was, that was Aaron. Um, he didn't, you know, his brain didn't function the way it was supposed to. It didn't, it hadn't developed into what it was supposed to be. But Pooh was, the, the relationship with him and Christopher Robin was something something special. Um, and so I don't know why I decided to watch this movie. I don't know what I was thinking in watching this movie, but I was like, you know what? We're going to watch it. And so I sat down and, you know, started to watch this. And I think that the time some of the things that hit me the most and, and, you know, one of the quotes I believe was towards the beginning, um, where Pooh says to Christopher that you're just in time for the best part of the day. Christopher asks him, what time is that? And Pooh replies, when you and me become we, it's sorry. Um, He was a special kid and it's hard to picture a world when he's not here. It's hard to, it's hard to imagine moving on with him, but one of the quotes from Pooh's Grand Adventure is actually something that Christopher says to Pooh. You know, when Christopher is telling him that he has to go away to school. And it says, if there, if ever there is tomorrow, when we're not together, there's something you must always remember. You're braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. But the most important thing is, even if we're apart, I'll always be with you. And it's funny because in that movie, it's Christopher saying it to Pooh Bear. But I feel like that's Aaron saying it to me and to my mom and to my dad. Because there came a day 
when we weren't together. Our days together stopped. And we didn't think that we could make it through without him. I used to think I honestly don't know what I would do if he was gone. You know, would I be strong enough to make it? Would I be brave enough to move on without him? And so it's very much as if this quote that it's Aaron telling me that I am braver than I think and I'm stronger than I think. And that even though he's not here, he's still with me. And I'm sitting there watching this and bawling my eyes out the whole entire time. But he is the end all be all of brothers to me. I don't think I could have had a better one. He never said my name. He never called me sissy or sister or or anything like that. But he knew who I was. And I know that he loved me and he knew that I loved him. And it was just a special bond. And I wouldn't trade my 30 years with him for anything. And this kind of ties into another question that was posed when I asked what I should talk about. Um, And Caroline, who was on uh, last week, she asked, what did your sibling teach you? And I would say my brother taught me how to be sympathetic, how to be empathetic to others and what others are going through, um, you know, to think before I act, to not judge a book by their cover. Um, you might look at Aaron and think, oh, well, you know, he's not ever going to amount to anything or do anything, but he did. Aaron in his own way was a teacher. Um, he taught me how to love unconditionally, um, to, you know, be there for people, to, um, support those around me. Um, Aaron would not have made it without support from his family. And so there are others out there who need support, who need help. And Aaron taught me to help others. You know, not everybody can make it through this world on their own. There are people out there who need someone to listen to them. They need someone to support them, to be a shoulder to cry on, to be an ear to listen. And I think that if... Aaron had been normally functioning and we had had a quote-unquote normal sibling relationship, I don't think I would have been as empathetic or sympathetic or um, as caring of a person as I am. Um, I definitely owe that all to my brother. 
And it's crazy that someone could teach you so much without uttering a single word, but he did. Um, he taught me some of the best lessons that I've learned in life. Um, lessons that will stay with me my entire life. And I will be forever grateful for what he taught me. Um, the last question that Catherine asked was, what is the funniest or best memory you two had together? Um, as I've mentioned before, Aaron loved it if you would get on his level. If you would just be silly with him. And um, I think one of the funniest for me that was just me and Aaron was like I mentioned before I when he would take baths I would play music for him um but I would actually sing or talk like the character um you know he's in the bathtub and I would play the song be prepared from the Lion King and I would start talking and singing like Scar um, or if he was sitting on the couch watching Beauty and the Beast, you know, I would talk like the characters and sing the songs and just be silly with him and listening to him laugh. And then I would make the same sound he did. And then he would do it again and it would just go back and forth. Gosh, I miss those. Um, I miss those little moments the most. And it's not, there's not one best memory or one funniest memory. They were all the best. And I remember there was one in particular when my parents went out of town for something. And so um, I basically stayed with my brother for a couple days. And we woke up that morning and I had gotten his his tube feeding together I'd gotten his little snack together and we're sitting there on the couch watching one of his favorite Disney movies and doing his tube feed we had finished the tube feeding part and I was starting to feed him little bits of his muffin that he got in the morning and I remember I don't know why but I just started snorting like a pig because he was scarfing down his muffin and he just started doing these little laughs, little, uh, and, um, that was the best sound. I miss that sound. I will go back and I have so many like short videos and things like that of him laughing and just getting absolutely silly at Mary Poppins. Um, and they are, they're some of my best memories. I mean, I have great memories with my mom and my dad. I have great memories with Tanner. I have great memories with friends that I grew up with, but my best memories all involve him. Just spending time with him, making him laugh. I loved to make him laugh. He had the best laugh. It was so pure and full of joy. And until he got really sick, that's how I would describe my brother. He's full of joy. I mean, he'd have his temper tantrums every now and again, but he was the most joyful person. He had, he was never, you know, he didn't have a mean bone in his body. He was just this happy-go-lucky kid. And I wish I could be more like that to 
not worry so much or to get caught up on petty things. You know, so often we get petty and we get selfish and, you know, we'll say something hurtful. We'll use our words to hurt somebody or, you know, and I wish I could be more like Aaron. He couldn't talk, so naturally he couldn't hurt somebody with his words. But he didn't try to be petty. He didn't... He didn't try to be hurtful or spiteful. He was just happy. He loved. He loved everybody. And I really wish I could be more like him in that aspect. Um, he is just... He's the best kid. And I miss him. I miss him a lot. And I didn't think... Because, like, when I had my first podcast and, and I talked about him and I read the thing that I wrote two weeks after he passed, I thought that one would be hard. I didn't think just answering questions would be hard, but this one has been a rough one. And um, it's necessary, though. I mean, talking about it is a great way to work through emotion, talking and what better way than to talk to all of you about what is going on? Um, this podcast, this podcast is creating a a little family, a little family of people who are going through rough times. You know, I know not everybody listening has lost a sibling with special needs, or even had a sibling with special needs. I know some of you listening. Um, are listening because you know me and you know my family. But every week we come together as a family and we listen and we talk and we feel and we, in a little way, help each other work through whatever's going on that week. You know, this week, this past week, um, I just felt it was really hard to get motivated last week. And, um, I just kind of felt like I was in a fog and, um, it was hard to get out of. It was hard to navigate through. And it all boiled down to, I really missed my brother last week. Like I went over, I uh, went to check on the house for my parents. They uh, had gone down to Oklahoma for something. And so um, you walk into that house now and the front room that used to have all of his toys and his books, it's all gone. His bedroom, I mean like his dresser's in there and there's a couple other things, but it's empty. It's gone. And I think seeing that kind of amplified the fog. But I feel like I'm coming out of it. I think I almost feel like it was meant to be that I didn't get to record with Megan because I feel like I needed to kind of get some of this stuff out. And, um, I feel like it worked out the way it was supposed to, but, um, 
I really hope that hearing me talk about stuff like this, you know, we're a year and a half out from his passing and I still have days, weeks where I don't function at a hundred percent and talking about it and how I work through it, how I break through the fog. I hope that's helpful to hear. For those of you who have just recently lost their sibling, um, I believe Megan, who I was supposed to have on, um, she was going to come on having only lost her sibling, I think it was like two months ago, so less less than six months. Um, I hope this is helpful. Um, I can't imagine um, being in a good enough spot to talk about it that close to, but you know, everybody's going to process things in a different way, a different pace. Um, but I hope this can help anyone who's at any stage in their life with their sibling or without their sibling. Um, that's what this podcast is here for. Um, so, um, but moving on to better things. Um, I still plan to do a midweek live at some point this week. Um, that will be on my Facebook page. Um, I, I'm going to try to kind of put like a, Hey, going to be coming on soon. So you guys can at least, um, actually tune in for it while it's happening. Um, and I don't know if I should do it during the day or if most of you um, work during the day, if it would work better if the live was done in the evening. Um, so I might, um, I might pose a question on the, on the page um, to see what works best for everybody. Because I would like to have people, you know, watching as it's happening live. Um, you know, I've seen lives done on Facebook where people ask questions right right there. Um, so maybe we might try that sometime. So to figure out what time will work best for you guys. Um, cause I know we're all over the place as far as time zones and states and countries and all that. So, um, we'll try to better coordinate some of those. So we'll have our midweek live. Um, probably we will do it either Wednesday or Thursday. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Like I said, that will be on my page and then I'll probably share it to the groups that I'm in also on Facebook. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Um, we have hopefully as long as there are no scheduling conflicts, I will have a guest next week. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to have a guest. Um, I think what I'm going to do is once a month, probably block out a weekend so that I can do one of these just me once a month and then the lives obviously um but no we will have another guest next week um so I'm excited for that so keep an eye out for that um and yeah I'm I'm still trying to get some things in the works as far as um 
you know, getting some other things going to get more people involved, um, whether it's coming on and being interviewed on the show or, um, you know, asking questions and participating in that way. Um, so more to come on those, um, within the next couple weeks. Um, just bear with me. I'm still trying to get everything the way I want it. Um, but I'm, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to do this, uh, to put this out here every week. I am so thankful for the people who listen every week. Um, it means so much that you guys set aside a little bit of time every week to listen. Um, and so, like I say, every week, if this helps one person, then you know what? I did it. (laughs) Um, the podcast was worth it. Um, and then of course my challenge, just like I say every week, um, to go out there and make somebody smile. If you have a really great one that sticks out to you, please, by all means, um, share it on the page. You can email it to me. You can Facebook message it to me. You can send me an email at sibchivalry at gmail.com. Um, or you can post it on the sibling chivalry page on Facebook. Um, let me know about it. Um, we'll check back in with the midweek live on how everybody's doing with making people smile, but go out there and make somebody smile, make somebody's day. Um, that'll make your day. (laughs) I know it always helps brighten up my day when I can make somebody smile. So, uh, go out there and make somebody smile. Um, and just keep doing good out there. Um, it does get better. Um, take it one day at a time and just know that I am here for you. I'm here to listen. Um, if you're just having a rough spot, please reach out to me. Um, I'd love to, to chat and see that if I can help or offer any, um, advice or anything like that. Um, that's what I'm here for. I am here for you guys. Um, so yeah, we'll, um, we'll see you all again next week. So go out there and make somebody smile and we will see you next week. Bye.